0: My name is Jesse and I work with small businesses in the government marketplace. You're listening to FedBiz 5, where you get informed, get connected, and get results on everything government contracting. Hello and welcome to another episode of FedBiz 5. We have Frank Krebs, the senior contracting specialist at FedBiz Access, to discuss the government's procurement life cycle. Welcome back, Frank.
1: Hey, it's always good to be on with you, Jesse. So, Frank,
0: where does the government contract lifecycle begin?
1: Well, a government procurement begins with either an idea or a need by a government agency. The idea could come in the form of an internal government source, or it could come from the marketplace in the form of a white paper, or new product, or new business model. Now, it can also, and most frequently, comes from a need. It can stem from a new project or government program having been introduced or come from the need to add on to an existing service or program or in construction to add on to an existing facility or infrastructure. Now, what steps does the government initiate? So at this point, the government begins their market research phase. They will first determine an expected contract value and a category for the contract. The expected contract value plays a large role in the type of contract to be awarded. Because if the value is expected to be less than $10,000, of which there's very few these days, the federal government can utilize a micro-purchase and simply procure the product or services by using their government credit card. Their only requirement is that this purchase must be issued to a small business entity. Now, if the contract value is more than 10000 but less than 250000 of which the majority of federal contracts fall within this range, then the government utilizes the simplified acquisition process. Now, under a simplified acquisition, the government must obtain two or more bids from qualified vendors. And these vendors must be small businesses as determined by the Small Business Administration for the NAIC or NICS code that the government is being awarded the contract under. For contracts valued in excess of 250000 the government must issue a request for proposal or request for quotes, RFP or RFQ, and complete the full package, posting this release on SAM.gov. Good information, Frank. We appreciate it. Uh, now, what's next? Okay, now the government knows the type of procurement, so it goes into the next phase of market research, where they determine if there will be any set-aside. The federal government can reserve or set aside contracts, so only a certain type of business is allowed to bid on that contract. If the contract is very large with multiple processes... It's doubtful that this would be set aside, and therefore, it's usually awarded in a full and open competition where any business of any size or certification designation is allowed to bid. In fact, large multifaceted contracts are usually won by consortiums or where a large business teams with numerous other businesses. Now, set-aside contracts are contracts that limit the companies that are allowed to bid to only a single class of contractor. Now, this is done for a number of reasons. First, the government is tasked with awarding at least 23% of their total annual contract dollars to small businesses. A set-aside limits bidders to only small businesses or can even further reduce the bid pool to, say, women-owned, veteran-owned, 8A or hub zone certified small businesses. Now, the market research performed by the government buyers will indicate whether there are qualified businesses of a particular class that would be able to bid on the contract, and if so, the government buyers typically will issue their contract as a set-aside. Now, if the market research that they perform is inconclusive, many buyers will issue a sources sought notification or a request for information RFI. Now this announcement is made through SAM.gov and informs the marketplace of the government's intent to award a contract for specific products or services and seeks answers from the marketplace regarding whether they can perform the required services or provide the products if they are a small business and or part of any socioeconomic class. The RFI or sources sought is not an invitation to bid, but simply a fact-finding mission by the government buyer that will eventually lead to a contract.
0: So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but all this work is completed by the contracting officer and happens prior to the marketplace ever seeing an RFP or RFQ, right?
1: That's correct, Jesse. Market research is a requirement for the contracting officer. And it's a very important part of the procurement process. Now, this is why at Fed Biz Access we talk to our clients about the importance of identifying contracting officers in agencies that they're trying to have their firm work in and start to build a relationship with these folks. Market research includes identifying potential vendors and, in many cases, talking with vendors about such items as to how to price a particular project or if a single vendor can do the job or whether it would require multiple vendors given different tasks that's being requested. Now, these are very typical, and if your firm is one that the government feels comfortable in reaching out to for a discussion about this work, This will put you and your firm in a much better position once the bid process begins. So this is what is meant by becoming involved in the early stages of procurement planning. And it's something that all prospective government contractors should strive to be a part of. Yes, a company that is involved in these
0: early stages can help to shape the contract and puts them in a better position to bid. That's awesome. Now, before we go, is
1: there anything else you'd like to share? Yes, the contracting officer will now complete the actual statement of work or the work order. They will issue the RFP or RFQ. Or under the simplified acquisition approach, will reach out to their targeted vendors for bid. The government will answer any questions from vendors. They will close out the bid process, evaluate the bids received, and award the contract, thus beginning the execution phase of the contract.
0: Excellent information, Frank. Once again, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, is there any final thoughts that you might have,
1: uh, Jesse? The only thing is try to get involved early in the process. If you're looking for work with the government, the earlier you can get involved, the better your chances are going to be. Solid advice.
0: Uh, Once again, thank you for coming on, Frank, and take care.
1: All right. Thanks, Jess.
0: This concludes this week's episode of FedBiz 5, where you get informed, get connected, and get results. Today's podcast is sponsored by FedBiz Access. Government contracting made simple. Visit them at fedbizaccess.com or contact them at 888-299-4498.